Hello, two X's. Welcome to episode four of the Two X e-commerce podcast show. I'm your host Kunle Campbell, and as you all know, this is the podcast where I interview e-commerce entrepreneurs and online marketing experts who help uncover e-commerce marketing tactics and strategies to help you, my fellow Two X's and listeners, double specific e-commerce. Growth metrics in your online store. So today is going to be slightly different. Today is going to be a solo show because I'm working on a couple of interviews. Nonetheless, today's show is going to be kind of like introspective, or I'm going to try and look back at seven and eight figure businesses. Actually, I'm drilling down on just eight figure businesses, and I have put together ten things. Eight-figure businesses don't take lightly at all. They take very, very seriously. So I've put together this list, and I would talk through each one of these, should I say, habits or practices or things they really take very seriously. So stay tuned and listen. I'm going to start out with. A fundamental, which the very first thing they take seriously is having a solid product offering. They will definitely have a very solid business case. Whether they're selling electronics online, they're selling photo frames, wine, what have you, they there has to be demonstrable demand for their products. If there's no way to demonstrate demand, they would have to create demand. As a fundamental, if if you're thinking about starting out an e-commerce business, or rather, if you're in a you're currently running a six-figure e-commerce business or seven-figure e-commerce business, and you're looking to hit it to eight, you really need to think about what the marketplace is like. You know, is there enough or sufficient space for you to expand? Is there sufficient demand? And one of the tools you can use, which you're probably already using would be Google AdWords talk you use that to find search volume on keywords around your area I don't like using the Google t- keyword tool blindly what I tend to do is I would use the Google keyword tool side by side with SEM rush as well as Google search and other third-party information repositories like Wikipedia it really depends and you use these third-party tools to build up a keyword cloud a core keyword list and then you look at demand you could also layer that up with google trends even though it's aggregated it gives you a good idea of you know the direction of of the market so take for instance e-cigarettes if you look at the trajectory over the last five years it's just been growing and shooting up however you know a lot of people are pouring money into that sector you think about bitcoin something like bitcoin although it has nothing to do with um, e-commerce the same thing so you tend to you look at wearable technologies for instance they're the same thing you really need to assess not just your product offering but how are you going to deliver that at the right price right because the last thing you want is thin magics that don't let you 
deliver good customer service, right? So the first thing, the fundamentals, the business fundamentals have to be right in your e-commerce business. So that's number one. Number two is the obsess about data. I have a few eight-figure businesses, e-commerce businesses that, that are clients of mine. I do marketing and traffic building for them. And one of the things that you do, they, they have dashboards that track traffic, sales, customer information, cost per click, cost per acquisition, per channel. They know what their customer lifetime value is. They have a number on that. They understand their conversion rates. They know what their average order value is. They have return. They know what their return rates are, which is quite important. It just enables them plan and scale their business well ahead. They also understand seasonality. They, they understand how to stock up for the December rush if most e-commerce businesses peak out in December and November and December. So they know how to sort of stock out for that. So it's all about data. They have this in the dashboards. They're watching it on a weekly basis as well as on a monthly basis. And they're also doing comparisons, not just week on week and not just month on month, but time of year. So if they're looking at reports for, for November, for and they're looking at how they fared sales-wise this November as compared to last November. Those are indicators and they could do that for average order value conversion rates for all of the metrics I mentioned below. They obsess about data and they just don't take data for data's sake, but they look at the right metrics. I wrote an article for practical e-commerce on um, e-commerce metrics. You should be measuring in analytics that should give you more ideas. A lot of them are channeled towards the funnel, the e-commerce funnel understanding where you, where where customers actually drop off on the funnel. But really, eight-figure businesses will look at data and they act on the data. They know how to. They know exactly what they're looking for and they will act on what they see. The third thing they obsess about eight-figure e-commerce businesses is customer service. I spoke with Gary Ingram of the Diamond Store and he said the three pillars of, I think that was episode one, not I think, it was episode one and refer to the three pillars of customer service one is offering a wide product range that's in their case while the sock shop in episode three alluded to the fact that quality products is the first pillar of customer service the second is offering great prizes i mean it's a tough dog it dog world out there the very fact that you're trading online means you have advantages off to off um you have advantages over you know, offline or bricks and mortar stores. So great prices are important, especially for mass market items. For luxurious items, you may get away with a few things, but still people shop online for convenience and price. And the third really is backed up with quality customer service. And when I mean quality customer service, I will be talking about shipping times, returns and responses to issues. These three aspects, product, whether it's a wide range of products and quality of product, great prices and quality customer service in terms of shipping returns and response to issues will get you very high customer ratings, will get you repeat customers and 
will offer will grow your brand in in general people would would love to interact with your brand and one company obviously which i don't want to sound cliche about is amazon when you're a customer service with amazon most of the time the the way the customer service you know if you own a customer service if you own an e-commerce business interact with the customer service of amazon they sympathize with you they have a not even sympathize empathize with you with your situation they apologize they go over and beyond to help you solve the issue same thing with zappos having read the delivering happiness book same thing they would surprise they under promise and under over deliver having or treating your customers as king um, as cliche as that might sound is key to growing that loyalty because at the end of the day you don't want to cost acquisition costs are sky high you know you're paying for, for clicks clicks are they could be in several dollars or pounds and acquiring customers is one thing but delivering on your promise is second thing which would get them to come back to buy from you again and again and again so that's third thing they take really seriously number four has got to do with the fact that they understand the value of repeat customers at the end of the day what gets a lot of the business going is repeat business. When I look at the analytics report of a lot of um, the eight-figure businesses or eight-figure businesses I've had the privilege to look into their, their data, the number of brand name searches that occur most of the time will overwhelm every other organic Google keyword because they have people who have their brand at the back of <coughs> at, at and in mind every time so having these repeat customers actually maintain sustain their business they repeat customers will give you momentum they would give a they'll account for a significant chunk of your customer base every year we could be talking anything from 40 to 60 percent and they're the easiest because you don't need to pay to acquire them and one channel to use to engage with them one primary channel would be email you could also reach out to them via social media but the key thing really is understanding the value of repeat customers not over exploiting the access they give you so if they give you their email addresses don't over send emails if there's a word like that don't send too many emails work out automation email automation send them quite relevant emails communicate with them via social media and also don't bombard them with too many social media messages the moment you get the importance of repeat customers you could start to grow your business your your average order your customer lifetime value definitely would increase per customer so the key thing really is trying to get them to come over and over again one way to get them to come over and over again or sometimes might be to offer them special discounts you know give them special offers allow them know that they're special if you run an apparel business send them something on on their birthday if if you can get the birth the date of birth you know let them feel special let them feel a relationship with you email is the core way 
of nurturing your relationship with repeat customers. So the moment you hack email, I'm going to get, I'm planning to get an email, a marketing ex- expert on e-commerce on the show to talk to, to us about um, how to effectively use email as a retention, retention tool. Number five has got to do with remarketing and retargeting. Now, for the past, I'd say, year and a half, two years, this has been actually two years, just over two years. Remarketing, which is what Google refers to it, and retargeting is what the industry refers to it, has been one of the most effective ways to get potential customers who are indecisive to converting them back to customers. So it is important that you start to collect data on your site. And the three major channels to start to collect data from your website are Facebook. Facebook has a feature called audiences. It gives you a pixel, basically a JavaScript, which you install on your your store or your, your website. The second is Google AdWords. Google AdWords has a remarketing um, platform. Again, they call it audiences too. Um, install it one time if you have it from your AdWords account. And the third, uh, there are about two platforms at par. One's called Criteo, that's C-R-I-T-E-O. And the other is called Adroll. They go head and head. So, so from the US, Adroll is quite popular. In, in the UK, Criteo is, 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 is quite popular. So what you want to do is you want to start harvesting and understanding data of your customers. So what these guys, what we're retargeting is, you, you um, remarketing in case you don't know if, you, if you're not very aware of the concept is when people visit your website what um, remarketing does is when they leave your website and they go to content websites such as blogs or news sites or any website that um, sort of has ad inventory like ad placements that um, Google or any of these other third party networks actually have access to they see your adverts your adverts could either be static images which you create or dynamic dynamic could be if they were in a category page and they go on, you know, across the internet, they could see products within that category or you could use similar products if they were on a product page. It's a way to remarket and remind them. One key thing is you don't want to retarget or remarket to customers who've already bought. And all of these platforms have exclusion lists. So if you, the ways you could use, you could exclude this chat, people who've bought from your list. So you only target people who perhaps have even seen two or more, you know, pages. Facebook, on the other hand, has, would only allow you, would only remarket within Facebook. The two benefits of Facebook is when they go back to their Facebook, they see adverts about your store. And the other thing is they could like your page on Facebook, your post on Facebook. So it increases your engagement within Facebook and it it could also get them to click through to get back to your website. All the eight-figure businesses I've spoken to use remarketing quite effectively and um, say remarketing and retargeting is quite a, a serious um, channel. It's a channel they take really seriously. Okay, so that's number five. Number six is the use of a customer review system. Um, I think six, seven figure, six or seven figure businesses use customer review systems anyway. What I found particularly in the UK is FIFO seems to be the most popular. I'm not sure whether it's something about their design, the fact that that yellow just stands out, but it, it seems to be the most popular and fastest growing platform. And I'm hoping someone from FIFA would be on this show to, to kind of take us through their journey and, um, you know, 
share share best practices basically the idea is you pay this third party a monthly fee depending on how big or how many sales you make in, in a month and then they after a couple of weeks or days from purchase get in touch with your customers and ask them to review to review experience basically with yourself so it puts it keeps you on your toes really in terms of delivering quality customer service the nice thing about fifo is it would also integrate with google adwords so you know google adwords has a review system and this is in no way an advert for fifo there, there are other you know platforms like trust pilot ecomi is another one is another very good one so that there, there are a number there are a number of options and if you go to if you hop over to google adwords there's there's actually a review partner customer review partner program and it would help make indecisive customers well browsers turn into shoppers when they see reviews on your store it helps with the seo because it's it's nice user generated content and in general at least when i'm i look at reviews you know i would look at reviews customers tend to look at reviews to make decisions if they're indecisive that's the bottom line one of the platform to watch out is from the almighty google they've also rolled out a review system called google trusted sites and they're giving retailers huge incentives to participate with a huge insurance and it's it's worth so what i'm seeing a lot now is people are using the private trust partners which they've used from the get-go and google trusted sites so this ties into my point four which was on repeat customers and also point three which was on customer service this really is your customer service report card for all to see really when when you think about it so using customer review a review system would is definitely a standard for 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 eight figure businesses number seven is they are multi-channel businesses they don't put all their eggs in one basket they will diversify from a customer acquisition channel and i don't mean just oh down to the fact that they from a traffic standpoint say facebook you try and vary facebook google you know partner sites affiliates and the like they from a multi-channel perspective would look at third-party marketplaces be whether it's an ebay whether it's an amazon or you know amazon international stores are really becoming popular especially in europe and the us if it's rakuten even not on the high street very niche platforms like not on the high street or etsy they would not rely on any one channel they would test try and test a channel get the experience from it even if it fails understand why it failed come out of it take it from there and try other individual channels they diversify and they have a multi-channel approach to business although most of the time majority of the business will come from their websites as compared to other channels but they diversify what happens if their website was to go down for a day or for some time the money is still coming in because their amazon store operations are still running their ebay store is still running you know and the like they have a multi-channel approach to business there are other concepts to bear in mind which is omni-channel and omni-channel basically means you you're present both in the high streets and, and you know on your mobile mobile devices as well as the desktops but 
Let's not talk about more, um, you know, omni-channel now. Let's talk really about the the multi-channel experience. They acquire customers through various platforms, and it just is not necessarily from their website. Number eight is they're they're international. They tend to be international. They don't shy away from being international. And there's a concept called cross-border e-commerce. That's the the jargon. However, you know, they're not afraid to cross the pond. They will go to America. They will sell in Canada, they will sell in the Middle East, they, you know, they will ship they would, they've organised a fulfilment in, in a way that they have they either have really good logistic partners here in the UK or in the US or wherever they're paid from and they will ship, you know or they'll ship through their log- third party logistic partners or they would have actual physical warehouses in, in the location they choose to do business in internationally. One key channel that they use is, is also Amazon, the Amazon International stores really, really t- allow them extend their tentacles really in their reach to new territories. And if they test a market, if they test um, a market with Amazon and it's really good, then they can invest on having perhaps country focused website for that region. You know, so it's, it's really core to expand business because sometimes your local business, if you're in the US, one of the biggest individual markets and you, you feel that you, you sort of got sufficient market share and there really isn't any space for you to grow in your market then perhaps a good time to start to think about the EU and if you're in the UK and you know you think that the market here isn't big enough for you then you might think about going into the EU or US or both of them at the same time. So cross-border e-commerce really expands businesses and you know but the key thing is getting everything right the fundamentals right in your territory and once that is sorted and you've got the engine running and you're confident you've reached a certain stage and you need to expand then cross-border e-commerce would be a very good way to do that. Number nine this is really important and I keep on having conversations with growing businesses about this and one is the this point is the fact that a lot of businesses have to realize that they're email marketing companies they're like direct you know mail companies they're like catalog basically e-commerce has its origin origins from um catalog from the catalog business and what a lot of e-commerce businesses are missing to this day is the fact that email the bigger your email the more money you can make your email database and you need to grow your email database because every time you send out those broadcast emails they should be targeted by the way you will make money it's just that simple and the bigger the database so long as it's targeted the more money you can make so there are two things i found they do very well. One is they acquire emails. So apart from sales, secondary conversion, a secondary goal, core goal. If they don't make a sale from a customer, the next thing they want is their email. They want to get that email so they can market to that email because at some point that email is going to make a sale from, from is, is going to generate a sale for that business. So they want to get that email and an email is considered a win, a long-term win. It's an investment. So you invest to get those emails, whether it's through exit intent pop-ups, whether it's through giving an 
an incentive, a voucher incentive, whether it's through cookies, you want to get that email. They have to opt in. You have to get it legally. They opt in and then you start to try and get information around that email so you could send them really targeted emails. When I look at analytics accounts of eight, even nine figure businesses, well, I've seen one nine figure business in analytics for that. But when you look at analytics, you'd see that from a last interaction standpoint, last interaction standpoint, meaning that, you know, the last acquisition channel in terms of last channel that could be attributed to the sale, 40% of the time, 30%, 30 to 50% of the time, it's down to email. Now, don't be told that, oh, you know, it's, it's the, you know, holy grail. Of, they could start out from, you know, an organic search and then they got into the email and these guys use their email to get their Facebook and then they were in social, they were targeted via social and then they click through to an AdWords campaign and eventually you sent out an email and at that point they're looking for exactly what you sent out to them and then they purchased but it's a journey with various touch points. However, email tends to generate direct sales. So the key thing to they have realized is they're email marketing companies and if you're not doing email, right, you're doing the six-figure business or you're doing this you're running a seven seven second figure business consider your growth to be stellar at the moment you're not really taking email seriously if you take the bull by the by its horns and you get this email right you could potentially double your business right so it's it's really key the same thing one of my gigs i remember my first job in digital back in 2005 i worked for a company in 2005 for about three years basically i was doing like you know i was as the digital marketing manager and the initial stage of the business SEO and PPC search engine was search engine optimization or search traffic was really key to driving those conversions once they got those emails into their database when people were making inquiries and things like that bingo you know they had a business because they could just send out emails and they know they were going to make sales and the same thing would apply to e-commerce you know the bigger your email database the more sales you're likely to make through your, your existing customers. Again, it ties into repeat customers and customer service, tying, you know, connecting the dots, making sure you have the, their email is really key. So the final part of this talk has got to do with the fact that eight-figure businesses understand the psychology of mobile users. They understand, at least in the West, that mobile users don't necessarily buy, which is okay. However, they, they're two, two areas actually. They realize that mobile users actually browse a lot, but those same users eventually buy with their desktops. So here is how it goes. I'm in the morning. I'm in London. I'm commuting to work. I hop on a bus or and then I go into the underground and I'm on my phone all through. On the underground, obviously, there's a blackout. But while I'm commuting overground, I'm on my phone and I'm thinking about buying, um, I don't know, a television or something. I'm looking at options. I'm going through review sites, checking out the review sites are taking me to e-commerce stores. I'm checking them out. At lunchtime, when I, so I get to work. Obviously, I'm working all morning or I like to think I'm working all, I hope I work it all morning. And then 
At about noon, 12 noon, it's lunchtime. I get my sandwich on my desk, churning and munching through my sandwich. And then bingo, I'm on my desktop again, browsing through. I just think about it, give it about 10 minutes. And then in the evening, on my commute back home, I'm on my mobile again, having a look at it. And I really want to buy it. So I'm, you know, I intend to buy it in the evening when I get home. By the time I get home, I bring out my tablet or my small or my MacBook Pro or whatever, or, or my laptop. I'm watching it. Standards. I don't watch it by the way. I'm watching Standards, and, and then you know, bingo, I buy. It. So it's there's there's a connection. It's a multi-device, multi-screen world. They've accepted the fact that we live in a multi-screen world. Certain devices are used for certain things for viewing. However, it all connects. So they make sure that websites are mobile friendly, right? They don't just concentrate on the fact that okay, um, all sales come from desktops, and so you know. We're going to only focus all our efforts on desktops. Whether it's mobile responsive, of which the the challenges from a UI standpoint, or they have dedicated mobile sites, they focus on superb mobile experience that's equally as comfortable to use or easy to use as desktop. So that about wraps it up. The 10 points I made, and I would just summarize them again, or just list them really. So the first is they have their business fundamentals right. They understand the size of the market. They understand how big the market is in relation to what they have to offer. They have solid products and they've got the business fundamentals right. The second is the obsess about data from traffic to customer acquisition to, to cost per click through to things like return rates. Number three is they obsess about customer service. They understand that customer service requires having fantastic products and choice of products, having great prices to complement the choice of products and also backed up with people. You know, not just people, but the fact that you ship on time, you handle returns very well, as well as you respond to customers quite timely. They understand the value of repeat customers. It is all about repeat business. They understand the fact that their the business could double the business 40% of the business potentially could be attributed to repeat customers and they value that and they use email to retain them. They understand the concept of remarketing and retargeting to gain conversions and acquire customers more aggressively. Number six, they use customer review systems. They have to use a customer review system, which is kind of like a public report card or an testament to, to the quality of service they give to their existing customers to so potential customers feel at ease. They typically multi-channel businesses, so they just don't make money through their website. They use other platforms or the marketplaces to acquire new customers. They don't keep all their eggs in one basket. Number eight is they're also very, 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 they're very open to cross-border e-commerce. They don't mind going across their borders, you know, going going over and beyond their borders to find business. Basically, they'll go, they'll go to the to the next continent, to the next country to find business. Number nine is they've realized that they're an email marketing company. They realized how to master. They've got email mastery, really. They work on segmentation of their emails as well as sending out, as well as knowing how to acquire customers. They they know how to acquire emails, actually. And they not just send out broadcast, you know, big broadcast. They segment and they schedule and they nurture, you know, existing relationships on there. And email, email would account for a significant chunk of last interaction revenue. And finally, they understand the value and psychology 
your mobile users and they make sure their sites are mobile friendly. So that's about wraps up the show. I hope it was it was good. I, I believe it was good knowledge. I hope it was good knowledge. I'll be open to your feedback. I'm going to write a blog post about this. The 10 of them. So I think I'll put a blog post. i just put write a blog post around this, this podcast. So be sure to check it out on 2xecommerce.com. That's 2xecommerce.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. Support me on iTunes, please. Leave us a review. Tell your friends about it. Listen and have a really good one. And if you listen to this show up until now, I appreciate it. And yes, I would catch you guys on the next show. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the 2X e-commerce podcast show. If you enjoyed listening to the show, please support us by leaving a review on iTunes to help improve the show's rankings. See you next time.